received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. UFC Las Vegas 48 fight enthusiasts. The Gamblue Bout Business Podcast gonna dissect this fight card. We have athletes from Brazil to Britain competing on this card, from the Philippines to Switzerland, different body types, different fighting expertise, all coming together at the apex for our investment purposes. First order of business as always, we're gonna thank the loyal fight enthusiasts that tune in around the globe. Totally flattered, tell your friends, we're going to start a little run here. Profit is accruing. Last week, we go three and four, really three and five. We accrue 0.55 unit of profit. I want to disclose that a half a unit was invested on Whitaker during the card under the Bout Business moniker. When I do that, I will count those results. Win, lose, or draw. We pocket 0.55 of a unit. And so for the year, now this is after four events, 13 and 10, we've outlaid and I'm counting each outlay as $100 a unit. I do that not to suggest your unit amount, but rather to make accounting easy for me. 13 and 10 after four events, we've invested $2,275 or 22.75 units and our return is 4.48 units. That's a 20% ROI. Now, we're, we're not getting rich, but we're sure making more money than you could at any kind of a bank or, or money market or any other form of uh, decent, solid, stable investment. Let's talk about a couple of things that happened during the week. The first of which is we found out that one of our future wagers released last week, Benil Dariush, at 300 or better. His fight against Makachev is off. Dariush uh, broke a tibia. And so we lose a future bet there. However, our standing future bet for a fight card, UFC 274, May 7th, Yuri Prochaska. He's minus 180, or at least that's where we recommended you take him a couple weeks ago. He's now up to 190, 195, and I do believe he'll get above 200 by the time that fight transpires. As far as other future bets, might behoove you to listen to the podcast as we roll. Without much further ado, let's tackle UFC Las Vegas 48 with round one. Round one is a release that was put out on Twitter 
Monday morning at 11 a.m. when I started digging into the fight card and do my due diligence. This guy, David Onama, this is his second fight. In his debut, the Glory MMA fighter took a short notice fight at 155. Now, let's understand, Onama's a, fe a featherweight. He fights at 145. He took a short notice fight, give him about a week, to get ready for an absolute killer from Wales, Mason Jones. In that fight, Onama displayed brilliant toughness, grit, and striking. Now, neither one of those two did a lot of wrestling. However, Mason Jones was able to get Onama down a couple of times. The good news for this fight with Onama is they've got him in there against a guy in Gabriel Benitez, who is a Mexican striker. Onama from Uganda, Benitez from Mexico. I mean, that trips your trigger already. Onama opens minus 125 to Benitez plus 105. By the time Monday came around and I jumped Onama, he was minus 150. He's currently minus 160. So hopefully listeners were able to catch that tweet and move on Monday. If not, you're not being penalized too bad for a fighter that I think is in real excellent position here. Onama, three inches the taller man, six years the younger man, three-inch reach advantage against a guy in Benitez, Mowgli is his nickname, who's a, who's a southpaw. Now, Benitez is a durable guy. He's tough, and he surely has an experience advantage and an advantage in the level of competition he's faced. And the guy is Mexico tough. However, Onama's a killer, and this is a fight where I really think that this price should be or may close Onama minus 200. Onama minus 150 was the release. Onama minus 150 to minus 160 today is a take. And also, the bout starts round three plus 100. Let's not count Benitez out. He's tough, he's durable, and I expect the first round to be very close. This fight looks like decision or late Onama finish. And so round one has two releases. The fight starts round three, even money. And Onama as a slight favorite. Now let's move in to round two. In round two, we're going to play the same game. We have a couple releases in this round. And we're going to jump up to the main event in a fight that just really has fireworks written all over it. 185-pound middleweights, Joaquin Buckley an American, fighting against Razak Al-Hassan, a fighter from Ghana who works out currently in the United States. This fight has an over-under of one and a half with the over-shaded to pick. Almost every single fight enthusiast that follows the UFC realizes that this really not only is a potentially violent fight, it, it may not last all three rounds. Now, Buckley's a guy at 26 that's going to have a 10-year age advantage over Razak Al-Hassan. So Buckley's power, his quickness, 
If he was two inches taller, he'd be square. I mean, he, he's, he's really a thick, powerful, explosive fighter. However, Buckley fights, and he's going to KO his opponent, or he's going to get KO'd because he's been iced a couple of times. He's in against a guy in Al-Hassan that's kind of been slumping a little bit, having a real hard time finding wins since a layoff of about two or three years ago. He's had a few fights where he's really kind of underperformed. However, his buddy Kamara Usman grabbed him, took him out of Texas up to Team Elevation in Colorado to work with not only Usman and Gaethje, but Trevor Whitman. What will that produce? Because to be honest with you, when fighters start to jump gyms, I get a little bit wary. In this case, with Al-Hassan, I think it was dynamically needed. He was low on competence. The guy's got tons of power, but he fought without pace. He'd go out there and just blow it out in a round and have nothing left. So that's exactly what he's going to incur at Team Elevation. Patience, IQ, and a little bit of pace. I believe Al-Hassan has every bit the power and explosion that Buckley does, and he may have just a little bit more experience. So we're going to take this fight to start round three, almost a mirror of the round one release. However, starts round three plus 160. Boy, will we be holding our breath for two rounds in this one as these two guys seemingly will go out to the middle of the octagon and stand. I actually think Al-Hassan will pace himself, try and get Buckley in the second or third round where he can hit him on the chin. Fight starts round three, plus 160. Razak Al-Hassan, plus 145 for a half a unit. Fight enthusiasts, be patient on this one. I think the price on Buckley will grow, so get at least 145, but if you're patient, you might get better. And of course, I will be patient. I'll take the best number when we account next week. Besides Al-Hassan, a half unit at straight up 145 plus 145, I'd like him in the, inside the distance. If he wins, he's going to hit Buckley. Inside the distance, plus 230 for a half a unit. So we have a, a half a unit on Al-Hassan, inside the distance, plus 230. Half a unit on Al-Hassan straight up, plus 145. Fight to start round three, plus 160. Now let's move in to round three. Round three, we're going to bounce down to the preliminary fights, and we're going to play our usual game with the ladies. In this case, Bantamweights, Stephanie Egger from Switzerland, fighting Jessica Rose Clark from Britain. 135-pound ladies, Egger, two inches taller, three-inch reach advantage. Really, she, though she's never been finished, she's primarily a striker, singularly dimensioned. One win over Shauna Young is nothing to uh, exult about, but it isn't any penalty to her either. On the other side of the octagon, Rose Clark from Britain, she's really shown a little flash since she moved up in weight from 125. She's got an experience advantage here. She enters with a little momentum, winning her last two. The biggest issue and the biggest component to this fight is that Rose Clark's more well-rounded, in my opinion. She brings a wrestling base to this fight. So yes, 
Rose Clark is going to have to find a way to get Egger to the floor, and that's not going to happen in the first round. Fight enthusiasts, be prepared for this to look pretty ugly in the first round as Rose Clark tries to back Egger up and eventually tire her out so that in rounds two and three, her wrestling can be imposed on the Swiss striker. Jessica Rose Clark, via decision, is plus 150. And of course, we're looking at that over two and a half rounds over minus 250. We're going to believe that the odds makers have a good idea that these lighter weight ladies in the even in the shorter apex cage are going to take this fight to decision. And we're going to lean with the favorite Rose Clark via decision plus 150. And that's round three. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LU. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscapes.com with the promo code 20 before we head to round four ufc 274 as mentioned earlier may 7th erie prochaska in his title opportunity against glover Teixeira plus 180 has already been released a few weeks ago on that same card and i'm forced to do it today or i would be a little bit more patient Charles Oliveira faces Justin Gaethje. Dubronx, Oliveira, open 150. That's where I got him. And earlier in the week, I saw this thing tick up to 155, and that was it. We're going to announce it today. Charles Dubronx, Oliveira over Justin Gaethje, minus 155. Get that now. We're a few months ahead of the fight. I would really think that this fight gets to... 180 to 200. Charles Olivier, I believe he has more ways to win, and Gaethje's pretty much made for him. On both the Prochaska and the Dubronx release, we'll have more to say when that fight card comes up. Without much further ado, let's enter the fourth and last round for today. Round four coming up. Round four is a parlay, one that I attack in hesitation. That said, as I look at each fighter that we are going to side with, not only do I believe those fighters are in good position, but they're in good position against fighters that I think are really dubious UFC quality type material. Parker Porter, heavyweight fight, taking on the Frenchman, Alan Badeau. Badeau trains with Gagne for Badeau's last fight. He tipped the scales at 245, comes in at 256 for this one. This is a huge fade on Badeau, who's a little bit chinny. He's lost to Aspinall, no shame there. And he got knocked out by Nascimento in his last fight in a brutal knockout that ended up going to no contest because Nascimento failed a drug test afterwards. Badeau comes from France. He's got a little bit of power, but he's chinny. He's fighting a guy named Parker Porter, who six inches taller, he'd be square. 
He doesn't really have the physique of a fighter, but he has tremendous athleticism and power. He lost to Daukus's brother, Chris. Again, no shame in that. And he's beaten a Parisian and Sherman. Uh, Parker Porter, don't judge the book by the cover fight. Parker Porter's got some power, and we're going to take him as well as Fade Badeau. Porter's minus 265. He's leg one of the parlay. We're going right to the next fight. Kyle Daukus against Jamie Pickett. Pickett is a natural fade. And yes, he won his last fight, which is great. It probably catapulted him into this opportunity. The short notice fight for Kyle Dawkins. And though Dawkins has lost his last two in the UFC, I look at that as having as providing him tremendous momentum. Now, Dawkins had beaten Kevin Holland in their last fight before the refs got in there and gummed the whole thing up. I do count that as a win. However, looking at it at the scorecard or looking at his record, it's legit two losses going into this fight because they're not counting that last bout. Kyle Dawkins has a tremendous wrestling acumen, and he is developing in his striking. Pinkett's long, tall, but he's not going to be longer or tall. He's going to be shorter than Daukas, but he will have a little bit of reach. Pinkett's a one-dimensional fighter, and he's got to keep it up. Early and often, Daukas is going to crowd Pinkett, take him to the floor, and grope him, roll him, press him against the fence, and really put a wrestling clinic on this fight. Another fighter we're fading is Jamie Pinkett. Round four. Kyle Dawkins minus 280, Parker Porter minus 265 or 270. Let's just call it minus 270 for each fighter. One unit returns 0.88 of a unit. Not ideal, but I think that the two fighters these two guys are fighting are not going to be able to put up much fight against these other two stalwarts. And that will be the completion of this week's Bout Business Podcast. Now, I'm leaving the main event off. I have strong thoughts on the main event, like last week. However, I want to wait on, and, and garner more information and more time. Watch the price. I really like Hill, but this price is getting a little out of whack. And Johnny Walker... As goofy, inconsistent, and crazy as he is, I don't think he's getting his correct respect here. He's two inches taller. He's a little bit longer. This is not going to be a pushover fight for Hill. So keep an eye on Twitter during the fights for any late notice release on the main event. Until then, we'll speak to you next week when we are in a position to count some profit and move forward. Thank you so much for listening. Boom! That's it! That is it! Unbelievable! That was insane! You've been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA Podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. goodness! ridiculous! Oh my goodness! Bam! I mean, that is cool.
Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Bout Business MMA Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped's new ultra-premium collection is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. We're talking premium deodorant, hydrating moisturizer, body wash, shampoo and conditioner, and even a free gift. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code 20LOO. Support the Bout Business MMA Podcast and get 20% off site-wide. Plus free shipping. Shipping at manscapes.com with the promo code 20 Lou.